Podcast, a Chinese medicine podcast hosted by Chinese medicine practitioners. We release episodes every month. Uh, if you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Tim, and I'm joined by Charlene. Hello. How are you? I am very good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Actually, this is not a monthly one. This is one of those surprise extra episode ones. Yeah, I was about to say that as well. So I sort of stopped there, and I was like. Oh, this is a surprise episode. So, yeah, lucky all of us, really. I have yeah. lots of fun doing these, anyways. So, mm. so what are we talking about today? Today's episode is continuation from the last mm. one, which is digestive part two, which is the lower GI now. So we're getting a bit more into the nitty gritties of like uh, everything comes out, everything that comes out the other end this time around, rather than through the mouth yeah yeah everything that comes out instead of the stuff that goes in yep (laughs) yeah there's always light on the light through the tunnel right (laughs) yeah so this is also quite common in the clinic as well and yeah I think it's a lot more common as well nowadays I think people are understanding the importance of gut health and realizing that you know um, what kind of I thought was normal is not actually normal and that you know something else might be imbalanced something else might be going on yeah exactly right like I would think that when you look at the stools it's a very good indication of how people are processing food are they eating the right foods does that particular person have the right foods that they can their body can take really so uh, i think it's a lot more interesting than what goes in to be honest because you can't lie about your stools yeah you (laughs) you can't lie you can't be like hey look my stools are loose and you can't be like oh, it's fine. It's loose. And there's just blood everywhere. It's fine. You know, you can't lie. Yeah, something definitely going on wrong. Yes. Yes. That's true. So should we start with the stools? Yeah, we shall. Yeah. Uh, I think (laughs) back in ancient China, what they used to do, I think, I know we discussed it in the previous episode where, um, practitioners would normally taste the stools for like the emperors and whoever they're sort of looking nope. after just, <laughs> yeah. just so that they ha- I mean in that case they probably have the best diagnosis possible when it comes to smell taste that's just that consistency all that sort of stuff as well because they're there firsthand you know yeah that's true I mean yeah definitely different times yes uh, I'm, <laughs> we don't do that now thank goodness no. please don't bring your stool samples <laughs> in for us to taste have you ever seen a patient bring in a picture of their your, their stool samples? Yes, in student clinic, I had yeah pictures, which is fine. Like I'm having to look at pictures, but no <laughs> actual stool samples, please. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, uh, probably not the best, most hygienic <laughs> thing, especially with COVID going around as well. Yeah, yes, that's true. All right, let's have a look into the stools. So what would you typically look at when someone's describing the stools? What sort of information are you looking for? Yeah. So firstly, I want to know how often you pass a bowel motion, um, what the consistency of the stools are, um, if there's any kind of related symptoms, any pain, undigested food, blood. Um, What else do I want to know? I I think so. Pain? Yeah. 
Sorry, no, pain can be like pain where, when you're passing and then pain can be like abdominal pain like that um, you kind of get before bowel motions or is like relieved by bowel motions. So there's like pain while you're actually passing a bowel motion and then there's pain that is like kind of before the bowel motion or kind of making you think, oh, I need to pass a bowel motion. Yes, there's like definitely a before, present and after kind of sensation mm-hmm. as well because... Yeah. <laughs> Even after food as well, sometimes people get pain before food, mm. after the food, because it adds more pressure on the mm. lower lower guts, yeah. as well as obviously when you're passing. Um, another thing that's not that commonly known, I guess, is smell. So you can, mm. from the patient's point of view, they always think, ah, it's it's smelly because it's yeah because it's my stools. Yeah, it's poo, <laughs> so it's smelly, but. Mm-hmm when you read into like Chinese books and stuff like that, they have a distinct different types Mm. of smell. For example, when you have something like food stagnation, where all the food's not ripening in the stomach and the spleen, it will come out in the stool. So it will be very foul smelling, like particularly foul or even Mm. sour almost as well. So, Mm. I mean, you could always try to ask and see if the patient will understand what you're trying to go for, Mm. which is obviously good it's, it's an extra source of information for you mm. um yeah but yeah all and the other one... ones were probably most common from what charlene was saying mm. and then uh, the last one i forgot to mention is whether you feel complete um after you pass the bowel motion whether it feels finished what's why is that relevant for um for i guess that tells me whether um the bowels are completely emptying, whether the movement that is meant to be happening is happening um, or whether maybe there's a deficiency there or something else that's, you know, leading to the lack of movement. Exactly right. Yeah. If there's like some sort of stagnation that things aren't moving the way that they really should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some other symptoms that you would typically see with someone who has lower GI problems that they might have? Mm, quite common is that um, lower abdominal pain or cramps that I mentioned before. Um, you can have overall kind of um, digestive issues, kind of like bloating, reflux can be common as well. Um, and kind of overall body things like fatigue, um, like sleep issues sometimes, kind of stress. So the gut can really affect the whole body as well, not just in that one kind of local area. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a good segue to sort of move into Chinese medicine syndromes now where we mm-hmm. kind of look at uh, TCM organs, uh, mm-hmm. exterior pathogens, that sort of stuff as well. So yeah. uh, let's start with constipation. I feel like constipation is very common. It's like yin and yang right constipation Mm. is on one side diarrhea is kind of on the other side as well so Mm. uh typically when you look at constipation what do you normally look for Charlene so constipation is so broad actually so when the patient comes in says um, I'm constipated then there's actually a whole bunch of questions that you need to follow up on it's like is your frequency of bowel motion not every day or like not enough or is it the actual bowel motions a bit dry and hard or do you find that you're straining to pass the bowel motion so all of these can be classified under constipation as well yeah I think yeah yeah definitely like you definitely look at different types of like is it more of a heat type of thing where, like Charlene will say, is it drying up the stools? Is it hard, cracked, mm. difficult to pass in that way? Or is it more like a cold type 
I guess you mm. could say of um, constipation where things aren't moving, everything's so cold that it's stagnant mm. and nothing's, it's really mm. difficult to pass. So yeah, obviously with Chinese med, you look at the holistic approach. Is it more like, is this person look more cold type or hot type? Or is mm. it more like a stagnation type where yeah. um, you look more into like livery kind of stuff? Is there pain or fullness? How's the appetite? I think is a good one that mm-hmm. we should mention now as well. Or like yeah. burping, I think. I think what they said for chi type or stagnation type was like a balloon in between mm-hmm. your ribs where it feels like it's like you're really bloated and everything expanding, but um, yeah. nothing's moving. And then you things know? are going upwards and things are going downwards, yeah, but exactly. everything's still stuck. <laughs> stuck there. Exactly mm-hmm. right. So mm-hmm. um, the best way is obviously look at their overall body and mm-hmm. then you can treat the diagnosis mm-hmm. from there. yeah and another one is the deficiency so like there's hot cold and then there's also deficiency as well you can look out for exactly right uh let's move on to the up opposite side so obviously diarrhea is loose stools watery stools that sort of stuff mm-hmm. what would you typically look at in this kind of case um i'd look for whether it's still a little bit kind of formed um, and it's just soft or it's full watery, whether there's kind of undigested food, um, any blood. Um, and then you'd look for, I guess, spleen or kind of young symptoms, like, uh, sorry, young deficiency symptoms, um, kind of cold, damp, like reasons for why the stools aren't kind of coming together and um, actually forming. For, for me, at least, I always see um, loose stools or diarrhea as like, a lot worse like it's a lot easier to have like sorry it's not as bad if you have constipation mm. than diarrhea because diarrhea is like mm. the worst of the diarrhea cases can be really really bad mm. whereas the worst of the constipation cases is like not as severe in my opinion yeah at least from what i've I, seen i guess diarrhea can be a little bit more long-term or a bit kind of more I don't know if draining is the right word, but like you're not getting the nutrients that you need or like um, things are kind of just flowing from one end to the other end. And it's kind of not, your body's not absorbing the nutrients it needs. And it's kind of just like Zoop. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a slippery slide kind of, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Imagery. So, yeah. <laughs> um, what, what kind of syndromes would you typically look at for diarrhea this, this, in this case? Yeah, I look more towards the spleen. Um, and then also we mentioned before kind of cold, damp or kind of kidney issues, especially if it's kind of like daybreak diarrhea. Um, and yeah, I think mostly loose stools diarrhea, I go for the spleen more than say like large intestines. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess dampness can be large intestines as well. Yeah, mm. but I think spleen, because spleen's normally the first one hit with the most dampness and then it'll slowly mm. spread its dampness. Yeah. If it can't hold anything anymore, it'll throw some stuff to the large intestine, <laughs> throw some stuff up. Mm-hmm. It'll sort of throw yeah. everything everywhere. So, um, yeah, I think spleen mixed with different types of organs are bad mm. imagery. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, and then you could have anything from like I think damp 
cold and damp heat are more common when it comes to stools. Uh, sorry, diarrhea, because just as you can see it more mm. often in terms of like, they've got a lot of problems now if they've got diarrhea and damp heat or damp mm-hmm. cold yeah. sort of mm-hmm. signs. Yeah. I was going to, uh, before we get into the, I guess, syndromes, and other kind of Chinese or too deep into that. I just wanted to mention, because we didn't talk about, I guess, the Western medicine side of it before, kind of just an overall explanation, I guess, because a lot of patients come in and they're like, oh, I might have IBS or I might have um, Crohn's or IBD. And sometimes as a practitioner, in the beginning, as a practitioner, I was like, okay, And then I just went about my, like, uh, my Chinese medicine diagnosis and it was fine. But then, and we learned about it in uni, but I think there is kind of a differentiation that needs to be made. Could you go into a little bit more in depth of what you mean by that? Yeah. So actually I personally have bowel issues as well. Me too. And I've done, yeah. And we, or I have previously and, um, the first thing the GP tells you is like, go get an endo um, and a colonoscopy and blah, 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 blah. And so a lot of people, including me, that you go through that and you don't find anything. They're like, okay, you're cleared for everything. You just have gut issues. And then that's it. But then when I, because when I see my acupuncturist, he's like, no, it's IBS. Your symptoms are 100% IBS, um, but not fully like diet, like uh, not fully IBD or irritable bowel disease so you have the symptoms of what you call irritable bowel syndrome so the syndrome doesn't necessarily mean that there is any issues like physically with your bowels or with your stomach that can be found it doesn't mean that you don't have um, symptoms and you have things going on this is a little bit of a rant, actually. I just don't <laughs> like that. I just don't like that because nothing was found physically wrong with you, with your bowel and your um, stomach, that you just like, okay, just take Western medicine and then just, you know, deal with it. Did he prescribe you anything or give you any suggestions on how to solve your IBS at all? Or? Just like medication, because I had reflux at the time as well. They're like, oh, I can give you some Nexium for the reflux and just, you know, change your diet and you'll be fine and you just have to manage it and live with it. And it's not very helpful I, at all. Yeah, and I was definitely not satisfied with that um, response, that, that suggestion. So obviously I did my own thing and I'm fine now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What, but, what did you do for your for your journey in terms of like what was your syndrome? If you don't mind me asking, yeah, no, what was your fine. syndrome? So your... I had a lot of um, lower abdominal cramping um, that was relieved by bowel motions, and my bowel motions were quite frequent in small amounts and quite smelly as well. So I actually didn't treat myself because I find it difficult to do full body acupuncture on myself. (laughs) So I went and saw my acupuncturist um, and yeah, he, I had herbs and I had um, acupuncture and it helps me to manage everything. I don't get those stomach cramps anymore. My bowel motions are a lot more regular. So yes, I guess. Oh, just for the listeners at home, what was your, I guess, did your acupuncturist tell you what syndrome you had and what herbs did you get? Um, So I don't have the specific, I don't have the specific formula because it was like a 
like a mix and match. Yep. Um, but basically we treated the liver and the stomach and, and a bit of large intestines as well. Um, lots of kind of heat, damp heat um, type of things. Um, so yeah, the herbs were quite bitter actually. <laughs> so, which is quite common for when you're kind of getting Need rid to of clear that the damp heat. heat. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that was my, that was my kind of side story, but I guess there is a distinction between whether there is something like path- pathologically wrong with mm-hmm. the, is pathological the right word? Yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, like yeah. there might not be anything physically wrong with the symptom, uh, with the symptoms, with the organs. Yes. Oh, they might not be able symptoms. to find anything and then you still have yeah. symptoms. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because IBS is very broad, I guess, in terms of like mm-hmm. the umbrella term that they normally say. Yeah. You've got any digestive issues. I think they always use IBS, yeah. but it can be different mm-hmm. from person to person. Like, yeah. Some people might have pain. Some people might have bloating, diarrhea, mm-hmm. constipation. It's totally up in the air of like which ones you have or both mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So, and um, then, so I guess IBS is the, I guess the start of it. Um, and then IBD, things like Crohn's is that progression where you, there's um, actually something actually physically wrong with the organs, with the intestines um, that is actually impacting your digestion, your stools. So I guess from Chinese medicine, you don't really distinguish the difference between these two because they we do syndrome differentiation and we don't really treat using kind of like physical. One size fits all yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think something that I was just thinking about while you were talking is like we can use the stools to dictate what we put in our mouths for the future as well. Mm. So it's like, if you have very cold spleen young deficient or very poor spleen or lots of dampness, you can change mm. what you eat to meet those. For example, like if you had a lot of spleen young deficiency, mm. then it's probably better to eat more warming, more tonifying the stomach spleen kind of stuff. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the most common one everyone talks about is always ginger. Um, that's probably ginger, cinnamon, that sort of stuff where you have that sometimes somewhere in your diet just to warm the stomach, warm the spleen. And then, mm that will normally help with the stools that comes out. And once that sort of fixes itself, you would tend to notice that you get less bloating, less pain. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of fixes once you yeah. sort of set the problem, right? Or the mm-hmm. cause correctly. Yeah. And then actually it kind of feels like then you hit reset on your digestion and then you can kind of slowly introduce the things that were causing you issues or like that you're avoiding. Um, but like very slowly, cause you still want to make sure that your digestion's kind of built back up before you kind of just overload it again. So I guess I'm saying that what you're like, you don't have to cut out like everything to manage your symptoms. Cause I think that's what a lot of people that come in to the clinic, like say they're like, oh, and I don't eat this now. And I don't eat this now. And I just eat like steamed vegetables and everything is good. But for yes. me, I really like food and I'm like, well, I want you to enjoy your food as well, not just kind of eat like steamed vegetables every meal. Yeah, exactly right. You don't have to be, just because you're trying to fix your diet doesn't mean you have to eat disgusting food, you know, or like mm-hmm. steamed chicken yeah. every single meal, mm-hmm. that sort yeah. of stuff as well. So yeah, um, I that normally... Very, oh, very yeah, off sorry. topic though. <laughs> <laughs> we got very off topic just then. Do we? But sorry, you were saying you normally... Oh, I normally like write out a prescription of food that I normally give my patients if they ask for it. I'll be like, oh, this is how your stools are. You get digestive issues. Yeah, you should eat this. 
and mm. then they're like oh thank you so that's sort of so what would you suggest for if i if my case presented to your clinic like what would you suggest a damp damp heat is that your mm. main uh yeah, syndrome so i've heat. done all the foods and stuff like that um ah, question <laughs> i think the the best sort of things is like to cut out if you can or eat less of like dairy stuff fried stuff processed foods that sort of stuff in terms of clearing damp heat i guess i'd have a look at what organs they are you can the easiest way to clear out dampness is either through more bitter tasting foods or through urination so things that will promote urination like barley i think cranberries and stuff can help as well Mm -hmm. if yours is phlegm related i think you could do like pears and stuff i know that Mm. celery and like bitter melon can be helpful for clearing dampness as well and then i think if you're having kind of looser soft stools to also look at like vegetable intake and things like that as well whether you're getting enough kind of fiber in your diet that sort of stuff is what i would recommend as well to eat just depending on what you get you know we can go we can make another episode as well talking about specific types of foods to look at recipes mm. to look at as well i think that'd be quite useful yeah as well. so i think so as well just with loose stools as well uh and diarrhea is like because you're it's a very it's more often liquidy you tend to lose a lot of water and if you're the deficient mm. kind of person you really want to make sure you're taking enough fluids to sort of supplement the loss that you're losing mm. out in your stools because mm. if not you're going to feel tired all the time you're going to feel all like I don't want to move everywhere. I just want to stay in bed and just sleep. So Mm -hmm. that's something else as well to kind of keep into consideration. Mm -hmm. Shall we move on to acupuncture and herbal Uh, medicine? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Let's do Mm -hmm. that then. Uh, What would you suggest? I guess we'll move from the start as well. So constipation wise, Mm. uh, things aren't moving or like Mm. things have too much heat or young deficient. What would you typically do? for constipation. diarrhea oh, yeah. oh, constipation or diarrhea um whichever one you like to choose okay so we'll start with constipation i think you meant constipation but you said diarrhea did i say diarrhea? Then you started then you started saying things aren't moving and i was like wait what oh yeah <laughs> sorry I that diarrhea. i think i was just a little bit wait you mean diarrhea or oh constipation i did it again you're right yeah you okay yeah yeah sorry <laughs> All right. So yeah, we can start with constipation. So I guess, like you said, things aren't moving. So we want to get things moving. So I do a lot of kind of um, lower lower abdominal, spleen, stomach, um, more stomach actually, points, but also kind of like gates. We want to get things moving. Um, If it's kind of heat, then we want to clear some of that heat as well. Um, If it's a bit more kind of dryness, blood deficiency, that's kind of making it constipated, then you want to kind of um, tonify the blood and like kind of tonify tonify the fluids so that you're able to get things moving as well. So like stomach 25, um, I do spleen 10 to the gates. Um, large intestine 11 is really good for heat. Um, I like to do liver 13 as well now. Mm. It's one of the newer points where it's like, because obviously there's not things flowing in the liver, large intestine. So I was like, mm. oh yeah, just chuck in liver 13 as well. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I think in our current lifestyle, everyone has liver stag of some sort. Mm. So yeah. I think it's really good mm-hmm. for the front mood to move things. And yeah. 
get things moving a little bit. In terms of herbs, what would you typically look at then? Oh my gosh, herbs, there's so many. There is quite a lot. Um, I guess the ease, like the blanket ones that are made for that sort of stuff. Mm. If it's like a liver, spleeny, stagnation kind, you could do Xiao Chai Hu Tang if you wanted. Like if there's a Xiaoyang kind of pathogen. Yeah. If you're looking at more, ah, crap, I don't know. I've just got constipation. And you're like, okay, yeah, just take this. Maybe give them Mata Ren Wan or Mata Ren Tang, yeah. that sort of stuff. That's the Shang Han Lun classic, even yeah. though we don't have. Um, Mata. Yeah. 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 Um, but you can supplement it with something else as well, or just like increase the dosages of like, I don't know, Hoko, Da yeah. Huang, that sort of stuff. If you really, Mm-mm. if they really can't go, you could increase Da Huang by a bit yeah. more for the purging of the large intestines. If they have a lot of heat symptoms as well. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, and then like the Da, da Cheng Chi. Da Cheng Chi Tang. Yeah. For, and the Xiao Cheng Chi. I'm, this is like back to classic lit. Um, when we're studying all those formulas, yeah, yeah, we're exactly. doing those assignments, but uh, yeah, those two just popped into my head. The da cheng cheng chi and I think xiao cheng chi is more. Yeah, I think they both do constipation. Yeah, I think one they do. One is just like big constipation. One's just like little. <laughs> yeah, it depends on how much you need it, right? Yeah, that's true. I think xiao cheng chi also does like abdominal stuff as well. Yes. Um sorry, like stomach heat symptoms as well. So if you get kind of um, the upper GI stuff we we're talking about last time, as well as the lower GI. Because um, what was the difference? The difference, I think the only difference between Da Cheng Chi and Xiao Cheng Chi is like one herb, Mang Xiao, I think, the purging one, Mang Xiao, which is like softening the stools and draining the heat. Purging the heat, I believe. I cannot remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But um, yeah, but yeah, both are good. Really good for clearing heat, depending on how severe yeah. the symptoms are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to diarrhea. Unless you have a few mm-hmm. more constipation formulas that you wanted to look at. Not off the top of my head. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean. You can use some of these formulas that we're going to talk about in diarrhea as well yeah. and just mm-hmm. modify it because all of it's usually related to whatever syndrome or whatever deficiencies or excess yeah. that they have mm-hmm. as well. For us, Chinese medwise, it's not too bad. You can use the same formula to boost or drain heat or mm-hmm. whatever you need to do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to diarrhea. Mm-hmm. What herbs, formulas, syndromes, what would you typically do? So things more for the spleen stomach or for kind of clearing um, dampness. So things like Shinling Baiju is good for spleen stomach clearing damp as well. Yes. Uh, Li Zhong Wan, I guess, is another one. Oh, yeah. If you've got like spleen yang deficiency, mm. you need to like, they have like cold limbs, they look very deficient. Mm-hmm. I think the most common one, that's one of the more common ones as well. Yeah um damp heat do you have any ones for damp heat or anything like that maybe in the large intestines mm-hmm. by uh you can also do tongue for four bigs yeah the four bigs if they have anything like that if you mm-hmm. have excessive heat uh mm-hmm. as well like we were saying before yeah that's true mm-hmm. you could just use it for both you know 
it's mm. you're just looking to clear the heat in the body and then the body will yeah. naturally recover mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if you're into classic lit you can there's so many for that sort of yeah. stuff when it comes to mm-hmm. seeing what level it's entered if it's young ming tai young that sort of stuff is usually yeah, when it's the true. stomach is hit the worst mm. but yeah what would you typically look at when it comes to acupuncture points then instead acupuncture i would do more spleen stomach I guess it depends really on the syndrome rather than saying like for diarrhea. Yeah. Like if it's um, a bit more kind of cold, um, young deficiency, then I do kind of young, um, like kidney young and then tonify spleen, um, a bit of CV as well. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, normally I do like something for 25 and spleen, spleen 15 that's next to it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe look at like. Oh yeah, forget all the points. I forget the the numbers now (laughs) of them because yeah, yeah. because you already remember where it is. You don't need to know what the numbers Mm. and stuff are. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Would Um, you do any hands and feet points or arm points? points? Yeah, actually, I do sun gel for more for actually constipation. We've got to mention it before. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of sun gel channel and points along the sun gel. Um. Any other for diarrhea? I do do um points ahead, along doo-doo. the left. Huh? You said do do. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, I do do points along like the legs as well, kind of a bit of stomach forty, um, clearing damp, clearing phlegm. Um, sometimes I do a lot of spleen, like three area as well. Um, help to support the spleen. I, I do spleen four for the fun, like abdominal mm. pain, that sort of stuff. Lower, they need to clear a lot of that damp. Spleen four, spleen mm. nine are good points to sort of look into yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, spleen nine is a point. <laughs> it's one of the most yeah. common points. So No, I do it all the time. But, you know, when, like, you just, someone just asks you for the points and then you just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes to you when you're, I realise this as well, where when you see the patient now, the points will just magically float into your head. It's like, oh, I want to do this, 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 this. Yeah. You know, um, more common points or more generalized points is like stomach 36 as well, stomach 40. Mm. They're yeah. the really uh, more common ones that you'll hear all the time. Yeah. If you've ever mm. stuck for points to do, those mm. are the ones to usually do do. <laughs> um, yeah. And then what about, I guess, for the overall symptoms, like say if there's kind of stress or if there's fatigue or actually what's common is like headaches as well. What would, what would you, are there any points or any, anything you would do different to kind of treat the overall body of what's going on? I mean, rather than just if I knew what was going wrong with the, what was causing the headaches, was it like stagnation? Mm -hmm. Was it deficiency kind of headaches? Mm -hmm. Um, I'd probably look, if it's more like a damp heat in the gallbladder stuff, maybe GB8 mm-hmm. if they're getting lots of headaches, stomach ache, that sort of stuff as well, where mm-hmm. they can clear some of the excess in the mm-hmm. head. If it's rising, if a lot of the heat mm-hmm. is rising as well. Yeah. And then I guess in terms of fatigue, if it's more diarrhea related, a lot of the spleen stomach points do actually help with that as well because you're tonifying the spleen, which is um, helping with the absorb 
absorption of the food to help with the energy as well. So basically kind of treating your syndrome helps to address the other symptoms that may be going on as well. Correct. And just on that as well, it's like you don't have to limit yourself to herbs and acupuncture points. You can do, you can recommend them like supplements, like um, probiotics and stuff to take as well, just to increase the gut permeability. And mm-hmm. once that helps change, then you recommend them the diet and the herbs and the acupuncture mm-hmm. points will have like an added on extra effect as well. Because mm-hmm. what I'm starting to do now as well is do a mixture of both herbs and supplements so that mm-hmm. they get the both mix of both worlds where they get mm-hmm. the Western med side of like creating vitamins, minerals, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the Chinese yeah. medicine, herbal, natural gut health sort mm-hmm. of stuff as well. So. Yeah. And I think we've like kind of like diet lifestyle changes as well. That's really helpful. I agree. Anything else you'd rec- like to recommend before we start to wrap things up? Um, All right. Well said. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to say maybe we should do a case study, but I think we're a little bit short on time for a case study. And I think we kind of did one. We kind of used me as a case study. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, Mm. Um, yeah maybe we'll bring on case studies now for the next future Mm -hmm. series as well just so that we can apply a lot of what we were talking about and Mm. see it in a real life example sort of thing yeah I think so as well sounds good oh was there anything else you wanted to mention um I guess takeaway message takeaway messages I guess if you were looking at lifestyle maybe listen to the previous episode we covered a lot of that already in terms Mm. of like when to eat, how much to eat, eating with the seasons, diets to yeah. eat, that sort of stuff as well. So mm-hmm. like if that one yeah. to listen to, I think if you missed out on any relevant information for that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. And if you think that there's, or if you have any questions about anything that we might've missed or want us to go in more detail into, just let us know um, on Facebook. Yeah. On Facebook. And as always, thank you for listening to the Forever Young podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media. And we've been on the Forever Young podcast and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.